All right, Alec, welcome to the month of May. Yes, uh, the merry, merry month of May. Yeah, yeah, I heard of that. Uh, April showers bring May flowers, right? They do, and yeah. as such, we're going to talk about the month of April. We're going to talk about our favorite things that went on. This is our little series we do every month where we get to highlight some things we don't get to talk about on the channel otherwise. That's so right. We each have three favorite things to bring to the table. It could really be any n- manner of things. We want to include. Yeah, I've talked about a lot of different things during this, so yeah. yeah. So I'll start. I'll start. You know what? Okay, Someone's go got to do it. it. Someone's bitch. Someone's, fucking. Yeah. Gee. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. We're starting off real strong here, huh? We're just just coming in with the, the insults. Uh, so uh, thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I've never been yes, called try, strong before. Oh, All right. So I'm going to talk about Summit Champions League season two. Okay. This is a. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee, a tournament thing they do. It was previously called Slippy Champions League, but they changed it to Summy. Summy. It's a summit. Summy? <laughs> because uh, Slippy is the name of the service they use to do multiplayer online for Melee. Yep. Slippy. And then there's this whole hubbub about, you know, Nintendo did a cease and desist for the big house tournament. Yep. And so I guess they just rebranded it to Summit Champions League now, mm. which is like based on the summit smash summit series they do which they do have a new one of those coming later this year Ooh. which is a an in-person event but this has been all digital the summit champions league and it's really cool because it has like division one division two players and then there's four weeks of different of play that they do mm. which like you can move up and down people can get knocked out of uh division one down to division two and people can get knocked out altogether and then there are different qualifying tournaments lets them get back in so okay. it's cool to track we really just wrapped up the final week of it and it's been fun i'm, yeah. I'm a big uh, fan of melee it's like my favorite esport to watch <laughs> even though like i'm not great great at melee at all it's mm. my, it's like definitely my favorite to watch uh you know i play a ton of ultimate but Melee is definitely the better competitive game, and it's like literally been out for twenty years now, and this competitive scene's still going strong somehow. And he's got so many storylines that have just been going on for years. It's cool, a lot of fun players to follow. Hmm. So I'm excited, like, because they've managed to keep the fact that you have Slippy. They've managed to keep Melee more active during the through the competitive scene during the pandemic than ultimate has been because ultimate has been has to resort to using the online which is not great yeah and uh even though they have a, like a smash world tour 2021 going on right now which is like they're they're doing tons of tournaments for both ultimate and melee that will ultimately leave lead to in-person events where everybody mm-hmm. will come together for finals and then the ultimate uh smash world tour championships but it's like it's been rough for ultimate competitors because they have to deal with their online, which is a lot worse than the slippy for melee. So yeah, now, I know Nintendo supposedly updated their servers recently, but I don't know if that actually if, how much help. that helped. Yeah, yeah. It didn't help. And stuff because like ultimately, the, a lot of times in in like their tournaments they do online, mm-hmm. they have to do lag tests a lot of the time. Because one player is yeah. doing really bad, so it's like, okay, I'm not going to play this out. We're going to do a lag test. 
And then a lot of time people just move forward because of that, because the person gets disqualified because they have like, they aren't playing with land and stuff. Cause you have like these just like 12 year olds in the mix on these, these brackets against these competitive players that are trying to actually move into the finals. And then, but you pretty much never have that problem in with melee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got dedicated, (laughs) you have a dedicated way to play it because no one's playing. The game should not be played online. Like it wasn't designed to be played online. So the fans had to kind of jerry rig a system to make it work. And yeah, it's going to work better just by its very nature. You're not having to compete for, service slots <laughs> because so. it's great but it's great because that game like you would think should be dead um th- through a pandemic but like the creator of this came like right at the perfect time right as the pandemic was starting he came out with this so mm-hmm. it was able to keep the game alive whereas otherwise it's like you literally couldn't be able to compete at all for this past like two years but they're able to do it so yeah that's that cool it's fun Cool. Well, I'm going to take a little bit of a, maybe not a hard left, because it is about video games, uh, but uh, I played through uh, Donkey Kong 64 uh, again recently, uh, and I 100%ed it, 101%ed it uh, in in April. So You know, I've never played Donkey Kong 64, and I love we Donkey just, Kong. Which is wild. We were just talking about before we started uh, recording today that you know, how much you like Donkey Kong, so... Um, I I like Donkey Kong quite a bit too. Uh, Donkey Kong Country is one of my is one of my favorites. Um, I haven't really played much of two or three. I know people say two is the best. Um, one does one is a little rudimentary, I guess. Um, but Donkey Kong sixty four was kind of like Rare's attempt at like continuing uh, fleshing out Donkey Kong and to make it more. Uh, like in a way making it like Mario they made it very similar to Banjo um, this is actually something I didn't know until I was looking about information about the game there's a lot of Donkey Kong 64 that was actually used assets from an earlier build of Banjo-Kazooie back before Banjo and Kazooie existed there's a lot of old there was a lot of worlds that didn't make it in Banjo-Kazooie that ended up they reused assets for uh for Donkey Kong 64 hmm. which explains why the why the gameplay is so similar um in in a lot of ways but yeah uh, i think Donkey Kong 64 is very unfairly uh very unfairly criticized i think some of the criticisms are fair i think that uh barrel swapping in order to change characters hasn't aged well um it feels like a chore to have to like trek all the way back to a tag barrel in order to swap characters. Um, whereas, you know, in modern games that would just be done, you know, with a button press or something, you could just switch, switch characters really quickly. I think there are bits of it that the game plays into where sometimes it's like, you have to do something with one character. Then you have to, there's like a timer going down and you have to run back to a tag barrel, get, get another Kong, get out and leave and like go do something to, keep going in the level what have you um but i found that the only significant problems of of game design um at least when i was playing it recently come down to a couple of things um there is but at least what most people have to say there's just so much backtracking it's just backtracking 
And to a point, yes. Um, but I was actually impressed. There's only one banana in the entire game. So the collectibles, there's like hundreds and hundreds of different like collectibles in this game. There are the golden bananas is like the main sort of collectible. There's 201 of them in the game. And the, uh, the only one in which you have to go back to a level after you've unlocked something in a previous level, like have to one time in the game. And then technically speaking, you don't really ever have to, uh, because in order to beat the game, you only need 100 bananas and there's 201. So you don't even have to necessarily do that in order to, to beat the game. Um, so there's a lot of, there's only one. So for example, in the first level, you only have two characters. You, you have Donkey Kong, you unlock Diddy Kong. You can get every single one of their collectible items in that level the first time you go there. And it's the same thing when you unlock Lanky and Tiny in Angry Aztec, the second level. You can get everything from all the characters and everything that you unlock in that level. And that's the same thing in Frantic Factory with Chunky. And I just thought that was really, really great. Um, I think I think that's good game design. You don't want to you could they could have easily roped off content like oh donkey kong can't get a haul all of his things here because there's this character you haven't unlocked yet that needs to open a path for him that's like no they didn't worry about any of that and i thought that was good later uh the game starts the the final stage of the game uh the game starts relying too heavily on bonus stage mini games where it's like a lot of times you already have to jump through like 15 hoops in order to to get a banana whereas you would do that 15 hoops thing and then you would have to play a mini game in order to get the banana and a lot of times they just are a giant waste of time and aren't fun one of them in particular is is infamous because it doesn't work and it's beaver bother Mm -hmm. and i i spent probably over two hours because the final the final level has not one, but two instances of the hard version of Beaver, Beaver Bother, in which you have to uh, chase beavers into this little hole in the middle of the barrel. I'm going into way too much detail, but <laughs> um, it's it's very frustrating. Um, all that being said, I think this game is very. I do have genuine. I think there are some genuine criticisms you can you can levy at this game, um, but. I think a lot of it is overblown. I think the game is very charming. The game has a very, very good soundtrack. Uh, Grant Kirkhope absolutely nails it. And uh, it's just, I think it's overall just really, really fun. Um, I mentioned to my mom that I had been playing this game again because I know I remember her really enjoying watching me and my brothers play it growing up. And uh, and she was she got a little bit nostalgic about it. Um, so... Yeah, it's definitely a very charming game. I think the Wii U port is actually really fascinating because it runs at 60 frames per second. The game runs and looks amazing. Hmm. However, that comes with one problem. Uh, there are some things... There, are, I think there's like one minigame that you literally have to use a pause buffering glitch or a pause buffering in order to even win it at all. Hmm. Because the game in its N64 state actually relied on the lag for you to be able to do it correctly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, DK64, oh. uh, I really enjoyed. 
my time with it. And uh, yeah, definitely recommend it. If you still have your Wii U kicking around, I'd, I'd pick it up. Yeah, I definitely want to do that. I've yeah. always really wanted to get Donkey Kong 64 on the N64, the original cart. The yellow cart, yeah. I just never got around to getting it. You know, it was always like a little too pricey for me whenever I saw it places. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, I'll definitely, definitely have to get a Wii U. Yeah, I, I mean, it took... It took me, I remember uh, thinking back that day, it was like, oh my gosh, this game's so long, it's going to take me forever. I think it took me 26 hours to, to 100% it. Hmm. Really not that big of a time commitment. If you were just playing it to beat the game, it'd probably take about half of that time. Yeah. So, and the rumors, maybe, a little, maybe a little over that. The rumors that the next Donkey Kong might be made by the Super Mario Odyssey creators. That's yeah. That is a rumor that's been circulating actually just just today yeah. so when we're recording it. So that could be debunked. Who knows? But, um, but I said I'm down for any new Donkey Kong game. But like that would be cool to see like a modern take on a 3D, yeah, like, in that kind of vein, Donkey Kong yeah. game. Yeah, for sure. I think wild. they've. I mean, they've been nailing 2D. The last two 2D games were. I, I returns. It'll take I, more of that. Yeah. I haven't played Returns. Uh, you you speak very highly of it. I really really love Tropical Freeze. So. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's like it's just a shame. It's been like since 2014 since we got a new one. They re-released Tropical Freeze on the Switch. They haven't made a yeah. new Donkey Kong since then. Yeah. And it's like there's so much potential there. I would there I would is. take just more 2D ones, but also 3D ones would be great too. Yeah. All right, so the other thing I want to mention is The Circle, Season 2. The Circle? Why, the do circle. I, why does that sound familiar? It's what a is trending uh, Netflix series. You might see it on Netflix, but it was in the top ten a lot. It's a reality show uh, exclusive to Netflix. It's a reality show, okay. Yeah, they would post like three episodes a week, so it's like a hybrid of the Netflix format and a live show format, basically. Mm. and uh it's very you know because i love survivor it's like the peak of reality for me but mm. it's, it's like the other side of it where it's that but it's not like full-blown trashy reality tv this is more like very more in the like millennial gen z kind of reality where it's it's based on social media is what it's based on basically you have all the people you have all the contestants are in like their own little apartment rooms in this building. The circle. They're in their own circle. Yeah, Whatever. and you can only communicate through text. So you you oh, that's so weird. There's text chat. So you just, like you, you do it like voice operated, you're like circle, open my group chat, open group chat. And then you say the words and it'll type it out for you. Uh, and then but the whole idea is that you can set your little profile and then some people are catfishes. Some people are playing as themselves. Oh, so okay. it's like people are trying to figure out who's who's being genuine and stuff. And so you have like you have like an older guy playing as a younger girl. Uh, if you have like you know people playing as themselves, you have people playing as like their partner. They'll just like take their uh, like husband's picture and, and play as him instead, basically. Like. Whatever they think they can use to get further, mm. you know. Do they have timely cameos from internet famous people? What does that mean? Timely cameos. I don't really know what I meant by that exactly, but I mean, do they have like? Do they have like guest guest star? Uh, 
not at all controversial uh, YouTuber David Dobrik. Here he is. Oh, like he comes in and he's part of it, or he just yeah. Like... I mean, I just I don't really get the concept. No. Really. I mean, so it's you say it's based on social media, but it, it's it, are are the people that are in it are the contestants basically unknowns then? Yeah, yeah, they're okay. unknowns, but it's like based okay. on yeah, like the communication is all based on social media. So it's like okay, people will be will say like hashtags and they'll throw emojis out there. So it'll be like circle. Uh, circle message yeah i truly agree agree with that that's that's so lit hashtag friends forever flame yeah, emoji oh god, red heart emoji god, send god no stop <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so painful it does sound painful doesn't it in some parts yeah. it is kind of cringy but yeah i'm so su- surprisingly like it. it's like a very light version of the kind of reality show that i like like survivor mm. where it's like there's mild strategy to it but it's ultimately just like a fun show mm. But uh, I would be interested to see you watch it. I remember way back, like when we started doing Survivor, someone commented they wanted to, they would like to see you react to like the Circle UK because this was one that it hadn't been released in the US. They only had the mm. UK. Um, that would be interesting. I'd like to be able to show you that. Like, unfortunately, we don't have all the time, but yeah, I'd like to be able to show you a show like maybe, that or Big maybe Brother. maybe in, maybe in between Survivor seasons we could have like an interlude and do a do the Circle or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because I really want to show you Big Brother is the main thing. It's like, that's a whole other world. It's like, Survivor has this whole cast of like, iconic moments and seasons. And stuff. But Big Brother has its own whole section. Yeah. The problem with Big Brother is it is longer. It's much longer than Survivor. Like, there's so many more episodes. Yeah. So we wouldn't be able to just like throw it in real quick. It's a big time investment. But I would like to at least show you like the first season and see what you think of it at some point. It's just hard to fit it in because uh, the Big Brother is like again it's more towards that uh, less serious side of reality, but it's it's definitely a lot more strategic than the circle. Yeah, I know there's a social experiment aspect to it as well. That was actually I think that was also a that was a UK import if memory serves that Big Brother was. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. Maybe. Maybe not. I know there's. there's maybe a UK not. But I know version, there is. But... There is a UK version. Yeah. Because it features Bro- in a. It features in a freaking Doctor Who episode. Yeah, I know. I did watch. Yeah. I saw that episode. It's <laughs> weird. But Big Brother like started in like 2000 or 2001. Yeah. So, so right around like, the, same the same time, time as Survivor. Yeah. yeah. And, but there's some interesting stuff. And then, like Big Brother season one. It's generally regarded that you just skip that because it's completely different than what the show actually is. Really? Okay. Uh, like huh. the first seat, like everybody pretty much starts with season two because that's where the game really starts. The first season was like people living in a house and then like America would vote on who should get voted out each week, which is like not, not great. Yeah. That's then we weird. get to actually the people voting themselves out in the second season. Yeah. Also the first season is like 70 episodes or something crazy. Because they did like five episodes a week. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, like Big <laughs> like, Brother regularly is three episodes a week, which is already yeah. a lot. That is but, a lot. That's that's quite an investment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, yeah. So that's that. It's the Circle okay. season okay. two. I would recommend it. Like it's it's a good starter, like reality competitive reality show. Like if you're not into all that, I would say. But it's probably not great for older generations maybe i watched it with my mom though and she enjoys it 
because I mean they do have like older contestants. A lot of times they'll play as like the younger contestants because it's harder to fit in if you're the older one. But mm. yeah. So I have been catching up on Attack on Titan. Mm. Uh, back in the day when it first was first came out, I watched it subbed, and I then I watched it dubbed, and then the show disappeared. Uh, and they didn't make a second season until like 2017 or something. Hmm. So it was like 2013 was when the first season happened. It was like four, a four, good, a good solid four year gap before season two. And so I, in that period of time, I, I loved Attack on Titan when it was first came out. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but then like as time went on, I, I was kind of, I kind of fell off it and I was like, ah, it's kind of un- overrated and eh, I don't really care that much about it. It's kind of basic, you know, basic anime, uh, mainstream, too mainstream, it's too mainstream, mm-hmm. man. It's like, that's, that's, uh, yeah, it did feel kind of, kind of mainstream, but I, I, I'd still, I still look, look, looked on it fondly. Um, as it continued to go on, I just, I just never got around to watching the further seasons. Um, but I'd heard through like whispers of it. No, no, it's great. It's like legitimately great. In fact, so great that I heard some people talking about season four and saying this could be Attack on Titan could stand the test of time and be one of go down as one of the greatest anime ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, I don't want to get spoiled on anything. I need to just catch up. So got my housemates in on it uh and we've been going through uh we've been going through attack on titan so we've made it now we made it through season one uh we actually made it through season two uh last month uh, which is further than i'd ever gone before i didn't, hadn't seen any episodes of season two um so we finished season two just about to get started on season three soon and uh yeah i'm really excited uh, going forward season two is a little shorter it was only 12 it was only uh, 12 episodes as opposed to 25 mm-hmm. uh season three i think was another 23 or 24 episode um season so yeah i need to get caught up as well i forget yeah. how much i watched i watched like the first two seasons yeah and it was nothing about the show that made me stop it was just like at a time where i was watching a bunch of different shows and then i just stopped watching like all of them so yeah there were a bunch that I had, like cut off yeah um no I, honestly like i i'm totally i'm totally in this show i i this it's awesome um yeah and i'm only in the second season attack on titan is just a extremely entertaining high octane show with so many twists and turns um it, i i've been i'm enjoying it so much rewatching it and uh and and now kind of watching the newer parts of it that I hadn't seen before. So that's been, that's been very enjoyable. So I mean, it's I, got a, it's got a clear identity, right? It's like not, oh, it's yeah. not like, Oh, you won't be able to distinguish it from any other anime. It's like not just some other anime. It's like, this yeah. is attack on Titan. It's got its own style and it's like, yeah, really clear in what it wants to do. It took, it took the world by storm when it came out. I mean, I remember in college people who literally never watched anime were talking yeah. to me about it and it was like that i thought that was awesome i thought that was such a cool thing i think attack on titan really helped anime reach kind of a, a newer audience which you know i think has overall been fairly positive for for the most part you know mm-hmm. so 
It's a great, great intro too. All the intros are great. So epic. Every, every, all three intros that I've seen so far, they're all phenomenal, and I, I love all the songs. First song is obviously iconic, yeah. the most iconic. Yeah, I love it's that. So good, but yeah, Attack on Titan. Uh, really been enjoying it, and uh, I look forward to catching up to where they are now. And I know they've announced the final season or season four is getting a part two, so that's going to be coming out. I think the beginning of next year. So the manga just just wrapped. What so if, what if they just kept extending the season? It's like it's getting a part three now. It's getting a part four. Well, there were so a lot of people. This the final were, season, but we're gonna well, have six parts. Well, a lot of people were thinking that what was going to happen is that, and this is a thing that's become somewhat popular with some anime, is that they they don't necessarily do a part two of the season, but they re- they release the, the the show, and then they have a movie f- to finish things off, or a movie to do a, a to to sort of have a story arc. Mm. Um, Overlord is doing that. Uh, Overlord just got announced they get a season four, but it's also do- having a movie that's going to come out as well. So it was like, that was the possibility, but I, they are planning on doing another, another like 13 episode season to sort of wrap the but story that's a, up. That's so. a good sign when you have like a show that'll like straight up be like, this is the final season, you know, and we got like only a few seasons out of it. We're not, not stretching this thing out. Like you got it, a good thing. It started. I don't know. If, I don't know if I would say attack on Titan started this trend, um, but I think it might have, it might have at least spurred it on to, to it's the new model of how shonen is done it's it's what my hero it's what my hero academia did um where you you have a set budget instead of just running the show just running the show running the show you have shorter seasons which allows you to have higher quality animation and make more money because you're then extending the merchandising period out further instead of and and then you don't have to run into the problem that your narutos and your bleaches ran into with you catch up to the story so you have to kind of extend the story out a little further because it's like oh we're catching up the story oh well we got slop with filler in here and extend the story so give the author time to, to write in his weekly comic give him time to time to do that and and that's kind of what that's kind of what killed bleach it's definitely what killed bleach um which that's going to be getting its uh wrap up as well it's, they're doing the the thousand year blood war arc the final arc of bleach is getting adapted hmm. soon and i wonder if they're going to take that approach if they're going to take the no it's going to be like 50 episodes and there you go or you know rather than because now they don't have to wait they don't have to wait for Kubo to write the manga it's already written so yeah hmm. good stuff Attack on Titan is, uh, is solid so yeah I need to get back to it yeah There's so much I need to get back to though mm. all right last thing I want to mention is movie trivia schmodown this <laughs> is what I've been spending so much of my free time watching it's the whole other world I've been getting myself into so it's like its own cult like niche following of just like hardcore people that it's like competitive movie trivia as a sport basically and it's like got elements of wrestling to it where there's like contender matches you play for like the title you get you get a belt there's like 
There's the movie trivia trivia showdown championship belt that people play for. There's then there's the Star Wars championship belt and there's the Inner Geekdom championship belt. So there's all these different divisions, so many players and and factions that are like. Does does uh, does Christian Harloff go on and complain about how uh, about how Disney doesn't doesn't treat him right and doesn't give him free stuff because he's he's just expected. This is the one thing that, like, I don't like Christian Harloff at all. And so I started to look into this, but then you started talking about it. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's this sounds fun. And I noticed that he's a significant part of it. And I was like, mm. well, what's, what's wrong with Christian Harloff? I don't know anything outside he's, of this. He's, ah, he's, we can, well, we don't have to go into it. He just bothers me. Uh, he's just a very arrogant, annoying okay. person. He, there was, okay. So just to, just to sum up a whole thing. When the Star Wars part part of uh, Disneyland opened, he didn't he didn't get invited, I guess, to go. And he was like, "I've been busting my my ass off as a fan, and they didn't invite me." And it was like, "We well, could just asked. Maybe they would have given you tickets." And he's like, "We're not going to cover it on the show." And then the producer of the show comes in and is like, "Um, no, you're talking about it today. We have somebody that did coverage, and you're going to talk about it." And he's like, "No, this is my show." I'm not talking about it. I don't want to talk about it. This is like an argument on air with their guests sitting right there. And he's like, no, I'm not talking about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm a producer too. He's like, so what you're saying is we have somebody on Collider that went and and did coverage and you're not going to talk about Collider's content on Collider's show. And he's like, no, I'm not talking about it. He's like, like, you always do this to me, man. You're always doing this. You're coming and yelling at me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's a very embarrassing moment uh but very entertaining i've watched it several times <laughs> well christian harloff i'm grateful to him because he did he is the co-founder uh, co-creator of movie trivia so <laughs> honestly i i i should i should get my my bias and my my <laughs> dislike dislike of him out of the way because it does sound very cool and he's so. fun he's good uh, as a host of it it's him mm. and mark ellis they're great they bounce off each other well but it's uh you know, ninety percent of my experience with it has been watching like the digital version since they've been having the do it digitally through the pandemic. Is it uh, a good place to start off on? Like just some of the the more recent. Yeah, I think so. It works surprisingly well. Like the format uh, works; it lends itself to this. Um, whereas, like I, I've watched some of their live stuff, but not too much. Most of the live stuff I watched were their uh, their free for alls, which is a lot of fun. It's mm. like that's really wrestling, uh, where <laughs> where like they have like forty competitors. Oh wow! And you start with like, uh, like four or five people competing, and they'll do like five rounds of trivia, and whoever has the lowest point gets kicked out, and then a new competitor hops in, you know, and and then they go through until all forty competitors have gone through, last man standing wins. So that's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorites to watch. They've only done that a few times because it's such a big event. But there's that. But generally, the movie trivia is cool. It's like it's like a competitive sport. Legit. They have like they bring in the coaches. They have factions. They do a whole rookie draft each each season. They're on like season eight, I think, of the Schmodown is what it is. And it's cool. And it's something where it's like I've I've heard Schmodown a lot in the past, but it's like I've never looked into it. But once you look into it, it's like oh wow, there's a whole other world in here movie is, trivia. It, it is a world yeah i got i got a little like uh when i started looking into it i was like ah it's a lot like a lot. i've been watching it a lot but i'm still like 
out of the loop on a lot of stuff like bring up these like names of people a lot and like there's so much history to it mm. it's it's i guess it's kind of like jumping into something like survivor late in the game so it's like you get kind of lost when they mention all these different things yeah i think it's been going on for like seven or eight years or something like that now so it's been a while yeah but it's cool because there, there are some like there's history to it and just like with like competitive melee it's cool to have these storylines where it's like Will, will this person come out on top this time and then they'll talk about like their records and stuff like this guy is uh seven seven wins six losses and he's representing the den it's like and they bring in like music and stuff i'm like jeez mm-hmm. it's a hype it's surprisingly <laughs> hype for movie trivia and then it'll all come down to like an adam sandler question and it's like oh uh, it's, <laughs> There was literally like one of the teams matches. They have like teams matches too, where it's two v two, and one of the questions that was like a clutch moment was when they they said blended. It was like a the Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore movie blended was the answer, and they just like pulled it last second. They were trying to think of what it was. I thought what was I? I thought there was a different one. Uh, Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore. Yeah, movie, like Fifty First Dates. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. 50 but then first they did dates. a new one called Blended like a few years ago. Oh yeah, I don't remember hearing about which that. I watched I that, but it was like an obscure question. It was like, which yeah. which Adam Sandler movie has an NFL uh, commentator who has a son named this or something? And it's like, uh, <laughs> and they were like, they were like brainstorming and just like stalling for time. And oh. you have like different rules you can do. Like you have they have the JTE rule, which allows you to repeat the question again, and it gives you like fifteen more seconds to think it over. Hmm. Uh, and then you have the option to challenge a question or a challenge a ruling. Like you get one of those per game. So if you think like the question was worded unfairly or mm. you should have gotten credit for a point, something like that. So it's legit. It's a legit operation. Okay. But it's crazy. It'll come down to the smallest thing. Ultimately, it's like these people study a lot for this too. Like like movie trivia, Schmodown, they'll have, they'll have like these studies within their uh, factions and stuff so they'll just train hardcore on the mm. movie trivia uh and then they'll have like star wars is super competitive like the one of the recent championship matches went like super long sudden death round and they just go into in-depth like what's the name of this model of this uh ship in this movie oh wow like, oh geez and they're like it comes down to like whether they know miss one question and then it's it's over. Yeah. So it's surprisingly a lot of fun to watch. Very cool. Yeah, I I feel like something I might get into. I've been I've been catching up on um, the thing I've been I've been listening to. Just like I always catch up on like old YouTube and stuff like that um, when I'm when I'm working, and I've been catching up on like campaign one of Critical Role. Um, which is not what I'm talking about because that's more something I've been doing this month. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, going back to like the really old episodes when the audio quality was just terrible. So, uh, but for me, the last thing I want to talk about is Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'd mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned this last year because I don't know if I'd started playing it before the pandemic started. I don't uh, but this is, that. yeah, uh, but this is something that, um, Last year, I think it was in April last year, they were doing like a five-year anniversary of Bloodborne's launch. 
like it was just like a it was a little community thing that uh, fans did where they were getting back into playing the game again and just sort of doing it to sort of welcome people in to try to like garner more interest in the game again and like just kind of relive the good memories of the game so i did that with a couple of friends um and then we fell off after a little bit but then we started doing it again this year just we just sort of were in the mood we're like you know we should go and play bloodborne again i kind of miss doing that with you guys so we've been doing it a little trying to be a little bit more consistent with it now um i've gotten i just got uh recently further in the game than i did last time so that's been exciting um so it's it's good to just kind of hang out with both of them while they're also both playing bloodborne even though they're way better at the game or at least way further along because they know both of them know how to do everything in the game more or less they're further along than i am significantly because this is my first time doing do, playing through well not technically but first time I'm, I'm as far as i am so and it's just really it's a really great game uh very hard as you would guess um but from it being uh being a from software game but it uh it's fun um i you know it's 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 a good kind of challenging where it's always very satisfying when you overcome um you learn as you play and uh yeah just a just an extremely well-made game um a lot of layers to it uh to like the the story and the and the lore a lot of different things you can kind of do on different playthroughs which is always cool um and yeah just a just a fantastic game music is amazing too so mm -hmm. i don't know if bloodborne i've never really thought like it would be a game for me but i'm not sure mm -hmm. i've never really gave it a shot it favors aggression more than dark souls does dark souls is very like uh and demon souls also is very like wait kind of game wait and defend and then attack with your opportunity Bloodborne still does all like waiting and dot, but it, waiting, but rather than relying on a shield, it's very much like dodge, but try to move closer to the opponent while you're doing it, and then go in for a kill. Hmm. It's very, it's a lot more, it's a lot more ba based on rewarding your aggression, but it will also punish you if you get maybe a little too greedy. So you you always have to kind of keep that in, in mind as well. So. But yeah, just a very well-made game. Uh, perfect tone setting. It's it's really really leans into the whole kind of gothic horror kind of stuff, uh, and does a really good job with it. I think so. I'm I'm looking forward to getting further. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll hopefully I can beat that game at some point soon. All right. So yeah. Well, that's it for April. Okay. Yeah. That is it. Pretty good. Pretty good month. Honestly, good I've, month. I haven't been like playing video games. I haven't been watching shows or watching mm -hmm. really movies that much. So it's been a lot of like, I had the circle, but other than that, it was all like, it's all YouTube that I've really been yeah. using free time on, if anything. Yeah. It's just been uh, like, I, uh, with Donkey Kong, I don't even know how I found time to play that. I kind of binged. I kind of binged it in like probably like five or six sittings. Mm -hmm. I played through that game. That was kind of like whenever I had free time. Uh, Bloodborne is just kind of one night every two weeks or a couple of nights a week. It, it sort of depends on the week and how we're feeling. 
Uh, oh, there's a, there's actually another game I could have mentioned there too, but um, I haven't touched that in a little bit, so we'll see about that maybe next time. It's been it's been tough. Work's been killing me, so I'm hoping that'll that'll improve as time goes on. But yeah, I don't even I don't even know how I found free time to do any of that. Well, actually, I can tell you, it's that I neglect other things in my life that I need to be doing because <laughs> I don't feel like doing anything. That's right. Else, so yay. Being an adult is fun. Mm-hmm. Zach, what should the people go watch after they just been inspired by hearing me talk about talk talk like just a, every other millennial that exists? Right. Well, I think you should go watch um, a review of Goodwill Hunting. Of yeah. course. Oh, duh. Yeah. I mean, obvious, yeah. obvious logical next step. We all need some therapy yeah. right about now. Yeah. Uh, after hearing well, that yeah. those words, we all we all need a good we all need a good uh, Matt Damon flick or a hug. I thought you were going for a good hug. Oh, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say like a flick, like a like a like a movie. Right, right. You need a yeah. good. You need someone to hug, hug you and say it's not your fault. Yeah. Sometimes we all yeah. need that. Yeah. All right, so thank you for watching. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to our podcast feed. Like the video. Leave a comment. Hit the notification bell. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Dark Ron T W O. All right.